For more than 65 years, Marin Health Medical Center, formerly Marin General Hospital, has been meeting our community's health care needs. And we are proud to present the Healing Podcast. Here's Bill Klaproth. Over time, diabetes can damage the heart, blood vessels, eyes, kidneys, and nerves, so adopting a healthy lifestyle is very important in day-to-day management of the disease. Here to talk with us about popular diets and managing your diabetes is Katie McDermott, outpatient dietitian and diabetes educator at Marin General Hospital. Katie, thank you so much for your time today. First off, can you give us general nutrition guidelines for diabetes management? traditional diet that's recommended is about 50% of it should be carbohydrates and 20 to 25% should be protein and 30% should be coming from fat. That's a typical recommendation. So that's a typical recommendation for somebody with diabetes. Correct. So then what are some of the popular diets people are following when trying to control their blood sugars? Yes. Um, more recently, the most popular one I get asked often is about the ketogenic diet along with the paleo diet. And then we always fall back on Mediterranean diet. So ultimately, what I try to work with our patients is what's their ultimate goal? Is it weight loss, blood sugar control? So it's very difficult with some of these popular diets because they're very restrictive especially with ketogenic diet, majority of it's coming from fat and less carbohydrates. And so patients see dramatic results of weight loss, good blood sugar control initially because they've eliminated a lot of the carbohydrates, which can elevate people's blood sugars if they're eating processed carbs and things that will elevate their blood sugars. But long-term, these diets aren't always the easiest to follow. And so it's difficult for patients to accept that idea because they see the immediate results, but long-term, it's still restrictive. So can we do a quick pros and cons of these three? Just give me a quick overview of the ketogenic, paleo, and Mediterranean pros and cons of each. So let's start with the ketogenic diet. Sure. Um, With the ketogenic diet, the pros would be for a lot of our patients within the first week or so, they see pretty significant weight loss because they've dropped carbohydrates. Most recommendations are saying maybe 20 grams of carbohydrates a day, and the average person is consuming at least 200 grams or more of carbohydrates a day, so it's pretty significant. So they see rapid weight loss because carbohydrates will help us stay hydrated and retain water. So a lot of the initial weight loss is coming from water. So many times our patients see that as a pro. For some of our patients, I don't know if it's always a pro, but, you know, many of them are like, yay, okay, I get to eat a lot of protein. It's kind of an open door for them to feel like they can eat more protein than what's truly recommended. And, you know, those are some things that people are looking at right now. They've also shown that there's some positives with Alzheimer's and memory because initially the ketogenic diet is recommended for patients with seizures. And then what are the cons? The cons would be just some things to think about in all diabetes management when people are changing things is that if they're on insulin or they're taking some other oral medication called sulfonylureas, is when they're changing their carbohydrates pretty drastically like this diet, they need to be very aware of low blood sugars And so patients might not be aware of all those things, especially if they've not talked to their primary care provider, endocrinologist, or 
diabetes educator. So those would be one of the definite cons. And also, again, it's very restrictive. And so I find just in the years I've worked with patients is these restrictive diets give immediate results, but they're not taught how to implement long-term. And if it's something that they can't follow long-term, what can they follow? And how about paleo, pros of the paleo diet? Sure. So the pros of the paleo diet, it can get rid of a lot of processed carbs, um, which is super helpful because the processed carbs would be like white rice, white bread, a lot of the uh, snacky foods like chips, crackers. And so it gets patients to eat more wholesome foods. They're encouraged to cook more, lots of fruits and vegetables. So again, patients find that their blood sugars improve. They find weight loss. For some of our patients that have diabetes, they also have celiac disease. And so this can be positive because they do eliminate a lot of grains that have gluten in them. So this can be a positive diet for them that it's very easy to follow. It's very structured. Also, for some of our patients, it can get them into looking at whole foods and avoiding a lot of these processed carbs. And how about the cons? The cons, patients have to look out further if they have kidney disease, which many of our diabetes patients can be at risk of, along with cardiac disease. It's just higher amounts of protein. They've eliminated a lot of the carbohydrates that can give them a lot of fiber. And so a lot of our patients don't understand when they follow these diets that they're still encouraged to eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. And so I think a lot of people forget about that. They can have constipation. Um, It's just really an emphasis on more wholesome foods. And people sometimes take it as a vehicle to eat more unhealthy foods like hamburgers, you know, obviously no bun, but a hamburger with cheese and bacon as a way to say they're following paleo or ketogenic. Right. And I hear a lot about this one. This seems to be the diet du jour, if you will. What are the pros of the Mediterranean diet? Yes. So Mediterranean diet has been around for a long time. The pros, again, it's focused on more wholesome foods, lots of high fiber, whole grains, fruits and vegetables. It's not as restrictive as paleo and ketogenic. Very much aware of healthy fats, lots of olive oil. And really the base is more plants. And I think in looking at the paleo, they do encourage lots of vegetables and fruits, but they're also restrictive with certain fruits, where the Mediterranean diet is less restrictive with that. So I find in the end, you know, when patients ask what kind of diet to follow, we kind of encourage them, not so is it a diet, but it's a healthy eating pattern that really supports a lot of what we encourage of high fiber foods, having more of a balance with protein and healthy fats that people can really relate to. It encourages good blood sugars too in the end. And is there a con to the Mediterranean diet? I would say when I've proposed it to patients is really if they're coming in thinking they want to follow something like ketogenic or the paleo, they kind of view it as, oh, wow, that's really higher in carbs than I expected of what you would recommend me having. And so again, then we would go through what our recommendations would be for carbohydrates for prediabetes and diabetes, and it really fits that model. So again, long-term trying to tell patients that it's an easier diet to follow. And really, we talk about long-term goals and not be so restrictive. 
Okay, last question. You just touched on this, your recommendations. What is the best way to eat healthy when you have prediabetes or type 2 diabetes? We try to take it from a very basic approach with a lot of our patients because things can get very complicated in talking about healthy eating. So I really look at the healthy plate and show patients that ultimately when we're looking at the healthy plate, we look at half of our plate should be vegetables. The other half of our plate should be cut into fourths, a fourth of it coming from whole grains and starches and carbohydrates, and the other fourth should be coming from lean proteins. And so it's really coming back to the basic ideas and trying not to be restrictive with certain food groups and really encourage when they're choosing carbohydrates, specifically the grains, because we count carbohydrates also as grains, fruits, and milk and yogurt, um, but also coming back to the grains is really focusing on wholesome foods, high-fiber foods like quinoa, beans, lentils, uh, winter squashes, things that um, have a lot more fiber versus a lot of the processed foods that we're encouraging people to stay away from. I always like to encourage, coming back to what Michael Pollan says, is eat food, not too much, mostly plants. So again, just coming back to the idea of eating real food again. And I like how you put that. Look at the plate, half vegetables, quarter of the plate, whole grains, quarter of the plate, lean proteins. I think that's really good. Katie, thank you so much for your time today. You've been listening to The Healing Podcast brought to you by Marin Health Medical Center, formerly Marin General Hospital. And for more information, go to mymarinhealth.org. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and be sure to check out our full podcast library for topics of interest to you. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.